morning, everybody. I'm uh, not Pastor Ken. I'm filling in for Pastor Ken while he's away on vacation. Um, I have a couple of my uh, own announcements, and then Ed's going to come up and give you the daily church uh, announcements. Um, next month, uh, Reverend John Dostal and myself are um, starting a seminary, and it's going to be an online seminary um, geared towards people that are um, looking for enrichment in their faith and maybe uh, a second career. Um, so it's called uh, Calvary House of Theological Studies. So you can go online if you want to check that out. Calvary House of Theological Studies. And that's going to be starting next month. Uh, also, uh, right after service, well, not right after service, but shortly after service, I'll be teaching the uh, Romans uh, Bible study for Sunday school. So if you're able to stick around, uh, please join us for that. Okay, Ed? Why don't you stay there because you get the mic. Oh, okay. I'll breathe into your, our, all right. I'll breathe into your mic. Okay. Anyway, um, the orange paper really tells tells everything that's going on here, but things to point out. Maybe you have those away from There we go, go up to the... Some of us can't hear very well. <laughs> I'll give you a Q-tip. Anyway, uh, council meeting, August 11th at 9.30. All are welcome. In addition, on August the 11th, uh, we have a movie night planned. And we're asking you to come Saturday, August the 11th. Let us feed you, serve you, and have fun playing games and watching a movie. Uh, we have been experimenting with some recent equipment that we have that had donated. So now we can make hot dogs 40 at a time. We can make bags of popcorn. There's a thousand bags to fill. So I think we'll have them for a while. Uh, but more importantly, uh, the movie that we're going to see, some of you may have already seen it in the theaters in the last several months. It's called I Can Only Imagine. It's a story of redemption and rediscovered love between an abusive father and his son. We will also be hosting Victory Outreach uh, Organization, that church. There'll be a number of young men that I'm sure have experienced something very similar to what you'll see in this movie. So please come, it's an excellent movie. Uh, we also want to thank everyone that has been helping us with the backpack giveaway. This is a, uh, a, a for school supplies for children that can't afford it. We've, got, we've come a long way on our goals uh, for the supplies. Uh, we will also, uh, during that day, not only passing out the supplies, and Victory Outreach will be furnishing the backpacks, but we will be uh, feeding everybody that comes. We expect four or 500 hot dogs to have to be done in that time frame on August the 12th. And uh, so be prepared to come over and, and um, uh, enjoy that, uh, uh, as you see a lot of smiling children there. So other than that, 
I think I've covered most of the bases. And if I didn't, or if you have any other questions, see me afterwards. I'll be serving coffee and ice cold lemonade. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ed. Let's please stand and join in our opening hymn, Earth and All Stars, number 558. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secret are hid, cleanse the thought of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, 
God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins before God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and for all who offer here worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God, alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb of
Merciful Father, you gave your Son, Jesus, as the heavenly bread of life. Grant us faith to feed on him in your word and sacraments, that we may be nourished unto everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now continue with the reading of God's holy word. Good morning. Our first reading this morning comes from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 15. And this can be found on page 112 in your few Bibles. That's Exodus 16, verses 2 through 15. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, in the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, you will know that it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground 
appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, what is this? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. Now we will read responsively hymns Psalm 145, verses 10 through 21. All you works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. So that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. Okay, our second reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, and this can be found on page 1821. That's Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to give a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, 
some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, and that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Here ends our reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of St. John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, the crowd had, that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had uh, been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very, very, I tell you. You are not looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one whom he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 
Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. May God the Father enlighten your hearts and minds this morning to see the height and the breadth and the width and the depth that God has for you in his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon this morning comes from our Old Testament reading of, in Exodus. And most of us remember Michael Buffer, who had a fabulous career in introducing high-profile boxing matches. And he even had his slogan copyrighted so that no one else would imitate him. And his little slogan went like this. Let's get ready to rumble. This morning, I would like to put a little play on Michael Buffer's slogan, uh, not infringing on his copyright at all. And it goes like this. Let's get ready to grumble. Now, of course, uh, not necessarily meant to be funny, but it lends a helping hand to our morning's text. You see, Moses had been called to lead God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery and bondage. And the Lord had to bring about 10 plagues upon Egypt so that Pharaoh and his hardened heart would let the people go. He sent plagues such as turning the Nile to blood. He sent an exorbitant amount of frogs and locusts upon the land. And finally, he killed every firstborn son in Egypt, except for those those who had taken the blood of a lamb and put it above their doorpost so that the Spirit of God would pass over them and spare their lives. And after Pharaoh lost his firstborn son, he told Moses, Go, I free your people. Go, leave me alone. So Moses and the people left. And of course, this was short-lived. Pharaoh changed his mind and chased them down to the Red Sea. And Pharaoh, taking his staff and putting it into the Red Sea, the sea parted and all the Israelites went through. And as Pharaoh and his chariots chased the Israelites, the sea rescinded and went back into place, drowning and killing 
all of Pharaoh's army, destroying them. Now, of course, this journey that Moses and the people were embarking on, an 11-day journey, that took 40 years because of their disobedience. But in our morning's text this morning, we see this at the beginning. It says here that it was on the 15th day of the second month. So this is roughly six weeks after the Israelites had just been freed from slavery and bondage in Egypt. And Moses recorded the whole congregation of the sons of Israel, granite, six weeks later, grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by pots of meat and we ate bread to the full? For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Notice who the sons of Israel grumbled at. It was Moses and Aaron. And glean also that they were griping about material things, food to be exact, and how quickly the Israelites had forgotten about their whippings and harsh labor. All they remembered was pots of meat and the bread that they had in Egypt. And we encounter something similar this morning in our gospel lesson, don't we? After Jesus fed the 5,000, the crowds entered into small boats in pursuit of Jesus. And when they finally found him, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? It appears that they weren't expecting Jesus' response. Jesus responded to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me because you saw signs. Not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. You see, Jesus rebuked them for just wanting to refill their gullet. And as the Israelites grumbled at Moses and the people silently who gathered around Jesus, we too complain, don't we, about various things. We moan about our pastor and or his sermon or we don't like this part of the service or the service is too long or we don't like the music I'm sure they like the music Liz uh, don't like the the music or we even gripe 
about one another, don't we? And church often reflects our epistle reading. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all pridefulness and arrogance, with impatience, showing intolerance for one another in all grumblings, being uncaring to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of discord. Oh, wait a minute. That's not what our epistle reads, is it? No. Paul says, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which with you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Yes, Paul implores us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, not grumbling against one another, but to show mercy upon one another. As God here on the cross at Calvary showed mercy to you by experiencing an excruciating death on the cross for you. And even though we and the Israelites grumble and didn't ask for our daily bread, God responded graciously despite our moanings. God spoke to Moses and he heard their grumblings and he provided manna in the morning and meat during the evening. Moses said, this will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread to the full in the morning. For the Lord hears your grumblings which you grumble against him. And what are we? Your grumblings are not against us, but against the Lord. You see, Moses tells us that the people's grumblings weren't directed towards Moses and Aaron. They were grumbling against the Lord. And remember, this is just six weeks into it. And instead of coming to God through prayer and supplication for their daily bread, they chose to grumble instead. And we too, instead of asking for our daily bread, instead of coming to God and asking that he would intervene through prayer, knowing that if we ask for bread, he will not give us a rock. If we ask for drink, 
he is not going to give us a snake. The people of Jesus' day asked, what shall we do to enter the kingdom? And Jesus responded, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one whom he has sent. You might ask, well, pastor, isn't then believing a work if we're required to believe? And the answer is emphatically no. We are just like beggars with our hands stretched out, receiving the gift of salvation, God's free gift for you. It's like getting a present. You, all you do is just, you just open it. When the Israelites placed the marking above the doorpost in Egypt, the Lord's Spirit passed over them. This was a type and a shadow of what was to come in Jesus. A type and a shadow here at the cross where Jesus, our unblemished lamb, our unblemished sacrifice, despite our grumblings and moanings, voluntarily went to the cross for you. The people of Jesus' day, they wanted a sign. They wanted a sign like God gave the Israelites in the wilderness by providing bread, this manna from heaven. And Jesus responded, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses that has given you this bread out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. The greatest sign that God could ever give you is this blood-stained cross for you. The blood-stained cross as Jesus himself became a ransom for you and took upon your sin, my sin, upon himself that you may live and eat and that you may drink and never, ever thirst again. Therefore, you have been called into the unity of the Spirit in the unity of peace. You are now one body, one Spirit. You believe in one Lord. 
one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And in a moment, through the Apostles' Creed, you will confess what you already believe to be true of who you are in him. And although Passover and the manna that came down from heaven was a type and shadow of what was to come, so were the Israelites as they passed through the Red Sea was a type and a shadow of what Christ did regarding your baptism. Listen to the words of St. Paul in 1 Corinthians. He says, Our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in a cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and that rock was Christ. You see, in your baptism, as Pharaoh tried to pursue Moses through the Red Sea, Moses or uh, Pharaoh and his army were drowned in the Red Sea, just like your sin was drowned here in the baptismal font. Never was Pharaoh and his army seen again, and never does God look upon your sin no more. Because you have been baptized. You have been washed and cleansed. And just like the bread that came to the Israelites in the wilderness. The wilderness that we call the United States. The world in which we live. God too. The bread of heaven in a moment comes down to you here at his altar, the bread of life, the bread that will truly satisfy, that you will never be hungry again, the wine, his blood that quenches your thirst forever and ever. So let's not get ready to grumble, but let's enjoy each other in grace and mercy and unity, which we all have in Christ Jesus our Lord because of what he did on the cross. In his name we pray, amen. We now have some special music.
oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Your grace abounds in deepest waters, the sovereign hand will be my guide where feet may fail and fear surrounds me you've never failed and you won't starve now and I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the when oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours, and you are mine. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours, and you are mine. Please stand. <clears throat> Let us recite the Apostles' Creed, the creed that you already know to be true and believe. Well, let's confess it as a whole body and as a worldwide congregation of other Christians who believe in the same triune God that we do. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and Right hand of the God of Father. He will come again to judge the 
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Loving Father, you provided for your ancient people manna to sustain them in the wilderness, and in your Son you have given us the living bread from heaven. Give your baptized children the grace of seeking the food that endures to eternal life. Lord. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, your Son gives us the office of the ministry so that your people might be equipped to serve and build up into his one body. Remember in your compassion all who speak your word. Give them faithfulness and honesty in teaching so that your children would be freed from all deceit and speak your truth to one another in love, growing up in every way into Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the harvest, your son bids us pray that you send workers into your harvest fields. Stir up the hearts of young men and women to consider lives of service in full-time church work. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Mighty one, you establish civil government to be a blessing. To your mercy, then, we commend our president, our congress, our justices and magistrates, and all who serve the public in any way. Keep them honest, fill them with wisdom, and uphold them in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of our Lord Jesus, you hear the grumblings and laments of your people when they cry out in their distress. We lift up to you today our sisters and brothers who are sick, injured, taking treatments, homebound, or grieving, especially your servants here at Reformation Lutheran Church as we share with you now either silently or to ourselves. Show mercy to each bruised heart and make their faith in you strong as they await the healing or provision that comes only from your hand. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, in the Eucharist, your Son feeds us with food that never perishes, his very body and blood, that we would believe his forgiveness, taste his mercy, and join him in giving you thanks and praise. Stir up in us always a genuine hunger to taste and to see at this table how good you are. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, 
We commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Remember, as we greet one another with the peace of the Lord, uh, this is much different than what we do outside of this building and just say hello to one another and greet one another. This is a sharing of his peace, the peace that we are going to share with one another for all eternity, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Let's share in the peace of the Lord.
please stand for the offertory prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, our Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and joining in the unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you in remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup, and after he gave thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim our Lord's death until he comes. Let's join together now in the prayer that our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven,
Now hear the words of the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Let's go ahead and our closing Peace. Keep on serving to God.